Come on and slam, and welcome to the jam. Come on and slam, everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got a real thing going now. Welcome to the Space Jam. Space Jam. Do your dance at the jam. Okay, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> we read the Space Jam novelization. <laughs> Two of them. Two different ones. Mm-hmm. I read the big boy one, and Em read the old one. I mean, the little kid one. Yeah, I, mine is for, like, first graders. And mine's for, like... Third graders? Fourth graders? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for all of you who don't know, I, um, I think we should just go ahead and really quickly recap Space Jam. Um, I'm going to leave that to you, because I still haven't watched it recently, so. Oh, my gosh. I have gotten around to it. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> okay. So, Space Jam. Classic, classic film. From 1996, starring Michael Jordan, Wayne Knight, uh, Bill Murray, weirdly enough, and Larry Bird, and some basketball dudes who I forget their names right now. Uh, basically, so there are these aliens who want to enslave the Looney Tunes and have them work at their amusement park, uh, Universal space. Studios, oh, in space. Space, yeah. Yeah. And, well, because the aliens are really small, and because the Looney Tunes are clever, they're like, oh, we'll challenge you to a basketball game. If we win, then we don't have to go with you guys. And then the aliens, who are called Nerdlucks, are like, yeah, sure, that sounds great. And so the, the aliens steal the talents of Charles Ewing. Um, You're Googling, aren't you? No, I'm just looking at the... Charles... No, fuck. Patrick Ewing. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't think Charles Ewing was a guy. Uh, Well, he probably is. I mean, Ewing is a fairly common name. You know what I meant. Yeah. Patrick Ewing, uh, Charles Barkley, and some other guys. Interestingly... Uh, well, anyway, I'll get back to that later. And two other guys, who I don't remember because they aren't that important. Uh... I know a lot about basketball. I don't. <laughs> really? I know so much. You, the, I don't know why they don't just run with the ball. Yeah, I used to, when we played basketball in school, I would foul out because I was used to playing soccer where you just kind of run into people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't do that in basketball. You can't run into people, which if it's a sport that does not involve violence, I'm really not very interested and all the good sport. Well, yeah, all the good sports involve involve violence. Pretty much. I, yeah. I like tennis. There's no real violence in tennis, but things go really fast through the air. So. And I like I like baseball, but people fight in baseball like all the time. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, uh back to Space Jam. So they steal these NBA players' talents through alien magic? Science, alien science. No, it's definitely magic. Any? It's not science. There's no... Sufficiently there, advanced technology looks like science or something like that. Magic. Um, but it's not <laughs> sufficiently advanced. Like, the rest of their technology isn't sufficiently advanced, though. They it's have all interstellar travel. But it's all recognizable. Like, you look at the spaceship, and it's like, oh, that is very obviously something Where to go you? to space in. Anyway. 
Clark's Lost Side. So they steal the talents, and then the and then the Nerdlucks become Monstars. Get it? Mm-hmm. Portmanteau of Monster and Star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> and then the Looney Tunes freak the fuck out because these aliens are super tall and menacing and good at basketball. I have a question. Yes. Since I haven't seen it in a long time. So these aliens, the Nerdlucks, come. And they mm-hmm. do have advanced technology because they came yes. in a spaceship. Why don't they just take the Looney Tunes? Well, because Bugs Money is really clever, and he tricks them into thinking that there are rules involving corvée labor of uh, Looney Tunes. Okay. And enslaving Looney Tunes. Yeah, he. It, All right. It's because it's because they're not very smart. Okay. They're portrayed as. I mean, they are portrayed as the ultimate, like, uh, not lump and proletariat, because towards the end they gain class consciousness. Um, mm-hmm. No, there actually is a, now that I think about it, there's a pretty decent Marxist reading to Space Jam. <laughs> well, why don't you finish summarizing the plot, or did you already do that? No, I'm not done yet. Okay. Um, so then they enlist the help of Michael Jordan, who, at the time that the film takes place, in 1993... It's kind of odd, yeah. It's a movie that takes place three years before it came out. Um, he was still playing baseball at that time, so they enlisted the help of Michael Jordan to help them uh, play basketball real well against the Nerd Lux and their freedom. Michael Jordan, uh, really good basketball all star, basketball all star, and also emancipator of the Looney Tunes, defender of freedom. His job. He is the Looney Tunes Abraham Lincoln. I'd say he's more like the Looney Tunes Harriet Tubman. A topical. (laughs) By the way, they do this by kidnap by hypocritically kidnapping Michael Jordan as he is playing golf with Larry Bird and and Bill Murray. It's a jovial kidnapping, though. So it is a jovial kidnapping. It's like um, it's like a ritualized bride kidnapping. Just like that, only with a very, very tall man instead of a bride. And yeah. instead of getting married, they're going to play basketball against space aliens. So exactly like that. Pretty much. It's just like the tribes of Central Asia. So, yeah. And then I mentioned that Bill Murray's in this movie. Like, he just kind of just chills out with Michael Jordan in the movie. Is he, like, their coach? Or is he just there? He's just there. No, Michael Jordan's their coach, Em. Okay. But does yeah. Michael Jordan play, too? He does both? He does both, yes. Mm. It's like an intramural sport. Okay. So, yeah, Michael Jordan trains the Looney Tunes to not be shit at basketball. Um, they're still shit at basketball, but we roll with it. And then, meanwhile, Wayne Knight, a.k.a. Newman from Seinfeld, a.k.a. the fat programming guy from Jurassic Park, um... He's trying to run around, trying to find Michael Jordan. He eventually finds him and then interrupts the Looney Tunes game, but then he becomes a player, and his plot's very boring. I'm going to cut that bit because it's boring. And so Michael Jordan teaches the Looney Tunes to get good at basketball, and then they play again. It's just, it's a sports movie. They play against the Monstars. They almost lose. Michael Jordan comes in at the last minute and helps them win by becoming a Looney Tune. The players give back their talents. And Michael Jordan goes back to playing basketball as God intended. <laughs> Not baseball, because that was dumb when he did that. Sure. 
I actually remember that. Do you? Mm-hmm. You were, like, seven? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm also realizing there's an episode of Futurama that's almost exactly like this. Oh? So the Harlem Globetrotters come from the Harlem Globetrotter homeworld. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> and they land in Central Park, and they challenge Earth to a basketball game. So Professor Farnsworth creates aliens, and they make them grow up really fast with, um, like, time particles. And they're, like, monsters. One of them's a... a giant spider guy and one guy has like a cannon in his chest I do remember this episode uh-huh. and then they have to play the Harlem Globetrotters and it's almost exactly like Space Jam only that part of the episode is only about 10 minutes so it's a lot more tolerable yes and also it's written by people who actually like cared about it because fun fact about Space Jam it grew out of Nike commercials that featured the Looney Tunes and then they just kind of threw together this movie as quickly as one can throw together, uh, like, really intensive animation. Like, the animation looks fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's obvious that it's obvious that they wrote it and just did not care. Do you think they were just trying to go for, like, a um, the same kind of feel as Roger Rabbit? That is possible, because Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out... In the 80s. Did it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe Cool World? I don't know what Cool World is. It's like a darker and grittier version of Roger Rabbit. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I don't know too much about it, other than, like, the Eddie Valiant character, who I think is played by Brad Pitt, is trying to fuck one of the tunes. Gross. So, yeah. Did you know that the book is called Who Killed Roger Rabbit? Yes, because Roger Rabbit dies. Roger Rabbit dies, mm-hmm. right? It's not. Yeah. It's a. It's a book for adults. It's not a book yes. for children. Sounds pretty good, actually. I wanted to read it, and then I couldn't find it in the library. This was years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I ordered cause I ordered it in the county library system, and then they couldn't send it to me because the copy was actually missing. So oh. I never read it. I think there's sequels too. Really. Mm-hmm. Well, now you can with now that you have access to like books and stuff. Yeah, maybe if I remember. I have so many books checked out; <laughs> they just sit there, and I say I should read that, and then I get a new one in, and then I read the new one instead of the other ones I already have. It's a curse. It's really easy though when they just come to my desk; like people bring them to me. That's my favorite part of working at a library. That, and I get to order books. So sometimes I just order stuff because I want it. Good job, Ben. Mm-hmm. I'm serving the public. Okay, so let's talk about our two different novelizations of Space Jam. Mine is, like we said, for little kids, it's a reader. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I can read to you, because mine's very short, the climactic scene in which Michael Jordan defeats the Monstars. Oh, please do. Okay. Um. Do to do. Okay. A new deal was made. If the Toon Squad won, Swackhammer, is that his name? 
Yeah, that's the bad guy. Okay. Voiced by Danny DeVito, by the way. Yeah, it looks like Danny DeVito. Well, let them stay in Looney Tune land, and he would give back all the talent the aliens had taken. But if the Monstars won, Michael would go back to the park with the aliens and work there forever. Now the Monstars played harder than ever. Stan had to play for a Looney Tune that had been hurt. Stan is Newman from Seinfeld. Yes. As the monsters jumped on him, Stan threw the ball. It landed in the basket. Swish. Just two more points and the Toon Squad would win. Michael watched as Stan was helped off the court. Stan's whole body was flat like a pancake. But in the cartoon world, he was able to pop back up to his normal shape. This gave Michael an idea. Turn the page. Boop, boop. There were only ten seconds left in the game. Michael ran with the ball. He jumped high in the air. The monsters tried to hold him down, but Michael used cartoon power. He stretched his whole body. He put the ball in the basket, just as the buzzer sounded. The Toon Squad had won the game. And there's a little picture of Yosemite Sam dancing. And that's the end of the chapter. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, that's not a very good scene. Because the whole movie is not... Like, I love the movie, don't get me wrong. Like, I I love it so... In such a post-ironic, weird, hipstery way that I don't quite understand it. But I do love this film. <laughs> and that was the worst way you could have ever done that, fi- that, that scene, ever. Yeah, I wouldn't say this book is that well-written. It's just I'm, like a plot outline. It does sound like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um... The producers wrote that, and then were just like, threw it to a writer in his writing cage, and was just like, eh, write this, she? <laughs> the producers are 30s gangsters? Yeah, she? You're gonna write this now, she? <laughs> that sounds about right. I do a great James Cagney, don't that I? Was, that was really, really good, Garrick. <laughs> Thank you, Em. You've always supported me. You should be James Cagney for those, like, look celebrity uh, look-alike people who do parties. I bet no one um, would I ever think just a, they made a mistake hiring you. I think that's just an episode of Community. I don't think that's a real thing. Yeah, it is. Really? Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. No, you can hire celebrity look-alikes. What? <laughs> Why haven't I been doing that in my real life? Now you're Googling. I hear you. Celebrity lookalike for hire. Oh, my God. Google knew what I wanted to say. (laughs) Oh, my God. You can. Can I just hire someone to, like, walk around with me? Sure. I think as long as you pay them. Oh, pay? Yeah, they don't do it for free. With money? Let's see if we have any in Pittsburgh. It wanted to fill it in as Pittsburgh Penguins. So I'm just imagining hiring an actor to pretend to be a Pittsburgh Penguin player. Who would know? Couldn't you just... Hire kind of a big guy with a beard and, like, missing a few teeth and 
There you go. Yeah. <gasps> There's a Jimmy Buffett tribute band for hire out of Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> oh, Garrick. You oh, need to my... throw a party just to hire them. I do. Ugh. There's so many Elvis impersonators. I think he's pretty easy to impersonate. Yeah. There's an Edward Cullen lookalike out of Toledo. That's random. Let's see who we've got here in Pittsburgh. Uh, we've got a Jimmy Buffett. Yes. His name's Tom Watt and the Buffett Man. Oh, and, ours are and called the, the cakes. Ours are called the Pirates of the Caribbean. That's not a good name. Um, they only have three out of five stars on this website. Let's see. Are you on Gig Salad? That's I am on Gig Salad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've got uh, heroes and hero- heroines themed entertainment. So princess and su- princesses and superheroes. Tommy Garcia, who is a Jerry Garcia impersonator. Oh, I have him too. He must travel. Oh yeah, I see Rayland, Ohio. Yeah. Um. <gasps> do you see the Marvin Gaye tribute guy? I did. Yeah. You know, it's almost like we live in cities that are nary, but 300 miles apart. Not, not even 300 miles apart. No, just. Not even if you're willing to bring someone in from Buffalo, you can get a Rodney Dangerfield impersonator. Oh, I can't. I bet he can't get no respect. <laughs> Why would you? Tom Jones? Is it just that the only people who can afford this are kind of old? I think it is, yeah. I got a Bon Jovi out of Cleveland. Let's see. What if I hired Spider-Man to come to my party? Come to my birthday. Do you think, or, oh, what if Anna and Elsa could come? That'd be sweet. Do you think they do adult parties? Oh, they have a pretty sweet uh, Captain America and um, Black Widow. Captain America's a little fat, but that's okay. There's a rather tubby man who looks pretty cool, who's a his Civil War reenactor. Oh, I have a Civil War reenactor, but he's not tubby. Ours also... Oh, sorry, go. Oh, um, in Pittsburgh, you can hire the Ghostbusters and Ecto-1 to come to your event. I, I thought Ecto-1 was in Mansfield. There's many of them. Oh. Yeah. But no, they, they'll come and they have their whole get-up. It's pretty cool. Oh, I see your um, I see your Jimmy Buffett now. I I hit the load more. Oh, <laughs> to expand your search. Willie Ooh. Nelson out of Michigan, out of Northville, Michigan. Ben Franklin. That'd be cool. I I see Mark Twain. Oh man, now this is all I want to do. Well, this has been celebrity lookalike corner. <laughs> While we read to you lists of people that you can't see. That's good, <laughs> That's good radio. Such good radio. If you could hire a celebrity lookalike person, not on this list, like anybody, who would you hire? Oh, Taylor Swift. What era Taylor Swift? Uh, current era Taylor Swift. So the Taylor Swift that kind of looks like the little the teenage girl from Gossip Girl. Uh, Taylor so Thompson. You, so you mean hot Taylor Swift? Then yes. Ew. I can't, that hair, I can't deal with that. I liked it when it was a bob, but I don't like what's happening currently. Wow. Anyway. What about you, Em? Chris Evans. Oh. Well, it looks like we're both incredibly shallow, terrible people. (laughs) My other choice would be Benedict Cumberbatch. 
But I just further confirmed. What if? Well, at least Benedict Cumberbatch is British, so it's classy. Is it classy? It's so classy. Is it? Um, I just want Chris Evans to be near me so that I can feel his arms and that whole situation. Okay. I will give him money. Chris Evans, if you are a listener, I am not creepy. I am actually pretty cool around the celebrities that I have met. Who have you met? Um, Very few people. Yeah, because we both live in Midwestern Ohio I met Jackie Valley. Hanna. He doesn't count, Em. Okay, I met Nicholas Brendan. Who's that? Xander from Buffy. Oh, that's pretty cool. We talked about the difference in parking rates between L.A. and Pittsburgh. <laughs> we were paying for parking at the same time. <laughs> Makes sense. I don't know why that strikes me as so funny, but it does. Here you are. Oh, hey, what's up? What's up, guy who played the guy on Buffy? How about parking? How's <laughs> What's the parking rates like in L.A.? Probably a lot more than here, huh? Yeah. What's the deal with parking prices? <laughs> he was really nice, and he had very nice arms as well. I'm sure he did. Oh. I'm sure we he have, did. We actually have a mutual friend. That's why I met him. But... What? Who? You don't know her. She's cool. Oh. Well, the doy, she's friends with stars of the small screen. <laughs> Um, have I met any other celebrities? I've met, like, writers and stuff. Writers don't really count. No, not really. They're, like, normal people just fucked up in the head. Well, and I've met a lot of, like, comic book people, and some of them are, like, weirder than regular people. So, I'm not sure how much that counts either. Well, let's not throw too much shade today. And For random comic book artists that... I'm not even telling you who they are that were weirdo. Well, yeah, because like, um, what if we hypothetically were make to make it the big time and got picked up by like a podcast networks or like NPR and get that and get that listener money, that sweet sweet public radio money, and like started doing live shows and shit. And like, let's say we were at a con and like weird comic book artist who you met was just like, hey, you two, fuck off. And it was just really dickish to us. And rightfully so. <laughs> that comic book artist would have really good memory of one person whose book they signed years ago. Well. Anyway. He personalized it, didn't he? That's true. I bet he never met another Emily ever. It's a very <laughs> uncommon name. And, well, amongst your age cohort it is. Sort of. So if you were like, Emily... Age 25 to 35. You! One of my favorite podcasts is going to be a TV show. Yeah, me too. Lore? Mm Mm-hmm. How weird is that? What would our TV show be like? It would be like Mad TV, but shittier. I think it would be animated. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. See, I always pictured myself being played by, like, John Oliver. Or Pierce Brosnan. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Why not? (laughs) Why the fuck not? Then I get... I I see myself as being played by Emma Stone. Yeah. That that seems about right. Go for it. Hey, listeners, that's what we look like. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone who listens to this knows us, so. Uh, yeah, okay. probably. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think so. Yeah. Um, if you don't, though, I look exactly like Emma Stone. Exactly. Emma Stone's a brunette right now, and I don't like it. I mean, I'm usually anti-blondes. I don't like blondes. I'm I'm not afraid to admit it. (laughs) Was this why you were so, like, hostile to my idea of hanging out with the Taylor Swift impersonator? Yes. There's a war on between blondes and brunettes. Sure, I'm... (laughs) No, that's not true. I know many brunettes, blondes. See, I can't even say it. I can't even make myself say it. You know, I'm sure that there are plenty of blondes who are nice people. But, you know, they're not really sending over their best people, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I totally have a friend who's blonde. We're, like, best friends. We hang out all the time. Some of us best friends are blondes. Mm-hmm. You're going to build a wall and make the blondes pay for it. That is the plan. They should pay for it. They're terrible people. Not all of them. Just some of them. So you might be wondering why we're not really talking about our books. It's because there's nothing to them. Like, there's even less to to these books than, like, last month's. No, I don't think we'll be reading novelizations again. Yeah, they were so bad. Because, like, you can tell that they were written just directly from the scripts. Yeah, and, like, mine has a lot of photos, but um, they're all kind of fake. And from what you've described to me, they seem to be the same pictures, and none of them, except for, like, two of one of them is an actual shot from the film. Yeah. And even one of them makes a mistake. Like, you know how I wasn't able to, like, name all the players? Mm-hmm. Um, but they named the players as Patrick Ewing, Larry Johnson, Sean Bradley, and Muggsy Bogues. They forgot Charles Barkley. I distinctly remember him being in that, in that film. Mine doesn't even say who they are. It just has pictures of them. Yeah, there's four of them in a hospital. It says just other great players. Yeah. And there's also, like, in the film, they do a Patton homage. Um, and Bugs Bunny, like, there's a big American flag in, behind him, and he's wearing, like, um, jodhpurs or whatever those fucking pants are called that, that um, Patton wore. And, like... He's got, like, writing crop, and he's, like, giving the Looney Tunes, like, a pep talk or whatever. But here, it's like there's a whiteboard and a chalkboard, and they're all wearing caps and uniforms. And yes. it's like, no, that's not that's not in the film. Yeah, no, I had that picture, too. And the Nerdlucks are on the chalkboard. Yeah. They're so cute. They are. Um, you know what movie, speaking of Bill Murray, I always confuse Patton and Stripes. It makes Aaron yeah. really mad. Really? You get those two mixed up? I don't know why. They have flags on the cover. I, I think that's why. I remember the invasion of Sicily when four screwball comedy types stole a vehicle and then went around and slapped a soldier with PTSD. <laughs> and then the nerd bucks came. And stole all their talent. <laughs> And then just murdered the Looney Tunes, but then they wouldn't be able to perform unless they stuffed them. <laughs> they just turned, they just taxidermied them. Or no, they put them on robot skeletons, so then they could do whatever they wanted them to do. Perfect. That seems the most reasonable explanation. 
So let me tell you about the Marxist interpretation of Space Jam. Oh, yes, please do. So you have um, Swackhammer representing the bourgeoisie, and he is exploiting the, la- the labor of the nerd bucks. And he wants to um, expand, because capitalism is all based on growth, so he wants to expand his, his entertainment empire to include the Looney Tunes, who are, you know, they're, they are a socialist collective here, right? Like, no, there's no real super, like, Bugs Bunny is kind of the leader, but he's the consensus leader. I'd say he's the first among equals. He is a first among equals, for sure. First to citizen, definitely. And, you know, like, then the Nerdlucks, who, like, they're they're not super they're not super hip to the whole class struggle thing yet you know they're still operating under the thumb of Swackhammer and they haven't real they they have they the proletariat have not realized their own strength yet here so they go and try to kidnap the Looney Tunes just like in World War One where you had the working workers fighting against other workers and so then. Michael Jordan, hero of the proletariat, offers his assistance in helping the Looney Tunes. And then the actual, the, when they win the, 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 um, the basketball game, that doesn't actually decide anything, right? Like, Swackhammer still orders... No, yeah, he's, he's going to go back on his deal. He is, because he's, you know, capitalist scum here, right? So then, it's only when the Nerdlucks realize their own strength and rise up against the bourgeoisie and take control of the means of production. Yep. Yeah. History, including Space Jam, is nothing but a series of class struggles, then. Sure. You're the, uh, you're the expert, I suppose, in both Space Jam and economics. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> That's something to be proud of, I think. Goddamn right it is. Do you have any Space Jam paraphernalia? I don't. Um, I don't. Although I saw... Well, you have this book now. I do have this book. I also saw a really cute girl wearing a uh, Toon Squad jersey. And so I said to my girlfriend, I was just like, I'm, I'm leaving you. I'm sorry. That, that woman, she gets me. <laughs> She's she's my lobster. What? It's from Friends. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. I've seen Friends, I think. I watched it when it was originally on. Well, you're old, oh, so... Mom and Dad liked it a lot. They did. I do remember that, that they liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. They like really bad TV. They do. God, Friends is not a good show, is it? Eh, it's fine. It's very much of its time. Like, they don't really make sitcoms like that anymore. Good. Well, they do. How I Met Your Mother was kind of like Friends. Which I don't even really like that that much. I watched it, like, in the middle for a few years. Um, And I stopped because I just couldn't take Ted Mosby anymore. But everybody loves him. Nobody likes Ted. Oh, really? all his problems. Wait, who's the... He's the one who creates all the problems. He's the worst. I think. I don't know. I've seen, like, two episodes, and they were the same episode. He's the guy who's not Neil Patrick Harris or Jason Seagal, or whatever his last name is. Seagal? Seagal. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that is right. He's not, like, Steven Seagal's nephew or something. (laughs) What if he were, though? (laughs) Gotta keep it in the family. There's, you know, like, Charlie Sheen is 
related to Martin Sheen. And Emilio Estevez. Thank you. You're racist. And Nicolas Cage is a Coppola. Yes, he is. Which, speaking of Nick Cage, did you see that the uh, the new Snowden movie trailer? No. So, I heard someone describe it to me once, and he just said, oh yeah, Nicolas Cage is in it. And I was really excited, because I was like, <laughs> oh my god, Nicolas Cage is Edward Snowden? I don't think he's playing Edward Snowden, is he? He's not. Oh. JGL is playing Snowden. Who? Oh, just Gordon Lovett. Yeah, Nick Cage is just his boss. So, still, I mean, I'm going to watch it, just because, you know, fucking love you, Nick Cage. I'm changing my answer. Uh, it's not Taylor Swift, it's Nicolas Cage I want to hang That's out with. That's a better choice. Yeah. 100%. He would just, you could just ask him to act out scenes from his movies. <laughs> Put the bunny down. I love him, too. Um, they need to make National Treasure 3. They do. Where's my National Treasure 3? What are they going to, like, what's, um, I know what it's going to be. What? There's a cryptogra- there's a map on the underside of the Washington Monument. Like, on a rock? No, like, in this, in the, like, the concrete or whatever they made it out of, marble. Uh-huh. And they have to steal the Washington Monument. <laughs> and deconstruct it and lay it out on a map. Yeah. That doesn't even make sense. And then they find that, oh no, there are more clues hidden than the Golden Gate Bridge! That wasn't even a... What? <laughs> I do So love then they have to go to... So then they go to San Francisco and meet up with Sean Connery, who got back into acting now. And then they stop the terrorists from blowing up San Francisco. Oh, no, that's The Rock. Shit. <laughs> it's okay. So, the Da Vinci Code is just basically national treasure, right? But with Jesus? Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. I saw that movie in the theater. Me too. Oh, uh, no. All Did of I? them, actually, that we're discussing right now. I've seen National Treasure in the theater. I think Da Vinci Code. I've not seen Space Jam in the theater because I was two years old when it came out. No, my exposure to Space Jam was through you, Emily. Thank you. Mm. So you never really cared for the film that much, right? It was fine. It wasn't really in my rotation of movies I wanted to watch. I watch it all the time. Yeah, I got enough from you. Thank you. I'm surprised you don't remember more about it. Like how, oh, this is another reason why I think the books are just based straight off of the scripts. Bill Murray's not in the book. No. The best part of the film. The best part of this picture is that Bill Murray's in it, and he's nowhere in the book. He's just, which further cements my theory that he just kind of wandered on set. I was just like, oh, cool, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird. What's up, guys? We'll hang out with you. That sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds like something he'd do. It does. I like Henry. Can, can I change my answer again to Bill Murray? <sighs> last, that's your last. That's your last chance. You can't change it again. Okay. What if Bill Murray and Nicolas Cage made a movie together? It actually wouldn't be all that good. No. Their no. acting styles are very different. They are. Because yeah. I think Bill Murray's all is just kind of Bill Murray to a, to a certain extent. And Nick Cage is always just kind of Nick Cage to a certain extent. Yeah. Well, no, Nick Cage does 
act. Well, what's frustrating is he does make some good movies. Like, he has an Academy Award. He does. Like, Raising Arizona? Good. Con Air? Good. What does he have an Academy Award for? I don't remember. I saw Wicker Man in the theater. Why? I liked the original. That that's why you don't see it in the <laughs> remake in the theater. It was really, I thought it was really entertaining. Would you like me to tell you all of the, the awards that Nick, Nicholas Kim Coppola owns? I guess. So he won the uh, best actor, best leading actor for Leaving Las Vegas. That makes sense. He won a Golden Golden Globe for that same performance. Yep, that sounds about right. And those are all the... Oh, I know the BAFTA. Uh, He only got nominated for two BAFTAs. Does he have any Razzies? Ooh, definitely. Uh, Does IMDb show Razzies? I don't think so. Wikipedia. They do! Oh, they do. Uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) He has so many. Um... (laughs) Nominated for Worst Actor in Left Behind. Oh, I forgot he made that. Yes, he did. Um, Worst Actor for Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance and Seeking Justice. I've never seen either Ghost Rider film. Uh, Drive Angry Scorpion of the Witch, Trespass. Drive Angry Season... Oh, that's the same... Yeah, in 2012 he got nominated for three films in two different categories for Worst Actor and Worst Screen Couple. Uh, he was nominated for three in two, 2008 for Ghost Rider National Treasure Book of Secrets, which, mind you, is the sequel to <laughs> National Treasure. So the first National Treasure is a fine enough film to not get nominated for Razzies. But the second one, that draws a line. You know what really bothers me about that movie? What's that? Is, um, oh, what's her name? Diane Kruger. Yeah, she's like... Young enough to be his daughter. I don't know about that, Em. Pretty close. Like, she's probably older. She's probably like a lot of actresses and older than she looks. Uh, He's also older than he looks, too. True. Also, she's like the curator of the National Archive, and she's like 27. That's true. That's not possible. She is really pretty, though. I'll give her that. Even though she's a blonde. How dare she? Well, that's true. That Well, she can't... The, Nick Cage would not be her father because he was born in 64 and she was born in 76. That's like a... less than 10 year difference. Oh, okay. I thought they were farther apart than that. She just looks so young in that movie. Yeah, they all do. Oh, Nick Cage... I well, saw you could buy a pair of leggings with his face on them. I would own those if I could pull off leggings. <laughs> you can pull off whatever you want. Have confidence. Uh, would, I, would Titus wear them? That's what Titus would definitely wear them, but I'm not Titus. No one's Titus. No one can be that wonderful. If only. Second season's pretty good. I I liked it. Yeah. I thought they did a nice job of fleshing out the characters. Lisa Kudrow? It's always good to see her in things. Yeah. Um, I could have used more John Hamm. Because he was my favorite part of season one. <laughs> oh, that was the best reveal, I think. <laughs> oh, he's so handsome, too. Yeah. 
We're just going to talk about who we think is handsome. Um, so, yeah, pretty much. Like, I get really weirdly jealous of his jaw. It's a good jaw. Well, you know me. Like, I, we don't particularly, like, our family, We none of us have particularly strong chins. No. So. They don't really exist. They're just kind of, like, smushy things below our mouths. Yeah. By the way, did you know that they're currently Space Jam 2 is in the works? I was going to ask you about that. So what are what have they said? What are their plans for Space Jam 2? LeBron James? Oh, Lord. Instead of Michael... Which, you know, LeBron James actually, he can act. Like, I saw him in Trainwreck. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. He, he does a good performance in that. Well... Because he's playing that, himself. It's not that hard to act. Is it, it? It's not. Is it? Because it looks really hard. Well, I guess sometimes you watch things that are bad, and I guess that kind of puts it in perspective. But especially if you're just playing yourself. That yeah. can't That can't be hard. Uh, it's kind of hard. Oh, uh, derailing conversation before we start, start, start talking about um, what, how to determine good, good acting performances. I want you to guess all the genres IMDb has Space Jam 2 labeled under. <laughs> um, science fiction. Yes, weirdly enough. Sports. Yep. Uh, animated. Mm-hmm. Action. Yep. Uh, no, 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 not action. Comedy. Yes. Uh, children or family, kids, yep. something like that? Family, yep. Anything else? You're missing two. What on earth could I be missing? Think about it. What's not action, but... Adventure? Yep. One more. Mm, I said sports. Mm-hmm. They're going to be mad. Romance? No. Oh, God, if only... No. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Fantasy. Oh. I guess. Yeah, so I'm right. It was magic. <laughs> well, Sufficiently Looney- advanced my ass. Well, the Looney Tunes existing in our world would have to be fantasy. Like, What if it's like a Lord of Light thing? And they're like, we are the Looney Tunes, but we are actually just normal people who are go- are pretending to be Looney Tune gods. What are you talking about? All the five people, who- including my roommate, Lucas, what up? Uh, is probably not laughing at that joke because it wasn't funny. That was super cool, Garrick. Yeah. Go on with your explanation of your joke. I don't like it when I don't get jokes. No, it's not good. Uh, LeBron James evades question on whether he will be in Space Jam 2. So it's confirmed. Fine. Oh, man. It's not going to be good. Well, no, the first one wasn't good. No, of course it's not. None of them are good. There's no way it could be good. Unless it's like the Lego movie, and turns out to be good. The Lego movie was good. Yeah. I liked it. Me too. So, So I've been listening to Hamilton a lot, like on repeat. Okay. Which character do do you identify most with? I identify... The most with Aaron Burr. I knew you were going to say that. 
Yeah. What about you? Um, I think I want to be Angelica, but I'm probably yeah. more of a Peggy. Yeah. And Peggy. So. <laughs> Do you know there were really like five Skylar sisters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think they had to cut them down for the show because that would have been too many. Well, that's, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda has gone on record in saying that, like, he, uh, like, because, you know, history is not particularly, like, thematic or dramatic or even sometimes that interesting. So, yeah. Why do you see yourself as an Aaron Burr? Uh, Because I'm young and I'm black and my hat's real low. Do I look like a mind reader, sir? I don't know. That was terrible. Great Jay-Z impersonation. <laughs> Who's not even in Hamilton because he's old. Well, aren't they going to make a Hamilton mixtape? Well, the, um... Really? Well, no, it, I know it started as, like, a mixtape, kind of, but no, like, they're going to make, like, a mixtape with, like, rappers. That's cool. Yeah. Speaking of mixtapes, um, Hamburger Helper has a mixtape. That's so funny because I was at the bar last weekend and the people I was with were talking about it. Yeah. And I still haven't listened to it. Have you listened to it? I have. It's actually not bad. It's I it's all like trap music, right? Yeah. Yeah. About hamburger helper. Yep. Being sung by the glove. Um a bunch of uh, like a whole bunch of local rappers from that area. But like they're they're playing the hamburger helper glove. Not necessarily. Some no, of them okay. just reference the glove, some of them <laughs> Yeah. How can there be that much to talk about Hamburger Helper? They do it. Well, they go to like like a lot of different different rappers from that from whatever city city they are based in. Okay, I haven't had Hamburger Helper since college. We thought we would make it because we both remember eating as kids, and mm-hmm. we threw it out. Yeah. Because it tasted like salty vomit. Yeah. And it's not, not that good. I made it wrong because you can't make it wrong. It well, did you add lime to it? Why the fuck would you add lime to it? Well, if it's too salty, you add lime to it. I learned that from watching Chopped. Hamburger Helper? Yeah. No, we just threw it away and ate peanut butter sandwiches. Oh. Because it was gross. And for college kids to throw food away? Like, I don't know, maybe we got the wrong kind. Mom used to make tuna helper. I never ate tuna help. I don't remember this. Yeah, it's just like, well, you didn't eat anything. Well, like, my roommate makes tuna helper, and I've eaten it before, and it's not bad. It's just noodles and tuna. Yeah. All you ate for years was skeddy with shaky cheese and sometimes broccoli and sometimes chicken fingers. Chicken fingers are the best, though. I don't know how you lived. Like, how did you not get some sort of nutritional deficiency? Um, who's saying I didn't? Because you didn't even put, like, spaghetti sauce on your noodles. Nope. You ate them like Abed from Community. Yeah. Butter- no, I don't, I didn't butter them. No, they were buttered. Oh, they were buttered? I think they were buttered. Oh. With shaky cheese on them. Yep. Not even real Parmesan, Mom and Dad. The kind that comes from a can. Well, um, that is basically real Parmesan. No, that is made from wood pulp. And yet, I love it. Ugh. I still love it. 
I put it on everything. Buy real Parmesan cheese. It's not that expensive. Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. Who has a cheese grater? Everyone. Not Everyone us. has a cheese grater. I was actually looking actually, for some. You need a microplane, actually, for, like, Parmesan. I was looking for a cheese grater, and because, like, I was making a recipe that called for grated uh, carrot. And I was trying to grate some baby carrots, mm-hmm. and I couldn't. I couldn't find one. So, well, I didn't buy you anything for your birthday. Do you want a cheese grater? Eh, not really. <laughs> okay, you just will never have great. How do you make nachos? Uh, it's, uh like um, what's the word? Uh, shredded cheese. Oh, don't buy shredded cheese. Why wouldn't I? Because it's covered in like talcum powder. Oh, and no. it's more expensive than just buying some damn cheese and creating it yourself. Uh, it's actually not that much. It's so, It costs so, more. Mm, it does. You're probably right. You're paying for a convenience, so it costs more. And it's a lower quality cheese. Yeah, but only, it's so good. No, it doesn't. And I can just, like, take it out of the bag and just munch on it? Ugh, you and my husband both. We The only graded... Like, the only pre-grated cheese we buy is mozzarella, because it's not that hard to grate cheese. I'm Erin Emily, and I don't eat pre-grated cheese. I clean my toilet with toilet bowl cleaner. What do you clean your toilet with? Just the brush. Just the brush? Yeah. Ugh. Now I flush it. That's not going to clean anything. Makes it look clean. But it's not... Do you clean the seat with a cleaner? I wipe it down. With cleaner? No? Define what is is. <laughs> I'm going to put together an Amazon pantry box for you. <laughs> Just like a cheese grater and <laughs> bathroom cleaner. Like, I... Okay, so I use, like, flushable cleaning heads. It is not any harder than just using a brush. Yeah. See, the problem is, like, we have three toilets in my apartment. How do you... Why do you have three toilets? I don't have three toilets in my house. We have three floors. Oh, you have a big apartment. It, like, it's really tall, but it's not very, like, wide. So it's a townhouse. Uh, it's like a shitty townhouse, yeah. Mm, okay. Oh, that's right, you've never been to my apartment. I mean, you've never been to either of my apartments, have you? No. Yeah. Columbus is too far and I am lazy. Fun fact. Space Jam 2. Directed by the guy who direct, who's directed some of the Fast and the Furiouses. The Fast and the Furious I? Uh, Furiouses. It's an English word. Like octopuses. If you say so. And platypuses. Also, octopuses and, and platypuses sound like platypussies. Like little kitties. Uh, okay. You say so. What is the best Fast and the Furious movie? There is a right answer. Uh, seven. No. Three Tokyo Drift. Yes! Wrong. <laughs> That's the best one. <laughs> it's so good. It's my favorite one. It's actually the only one that I even have a copy of. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yes. I don't want to watch that. Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift. I'd say I watch it about once a year. Well, that's about as much as I watch Space Jam, so I guess I can get that. Mm-hmm. 
Do, well, is Space Jam your favorite bad movie? Um, no, The Room is my favorite bad movie, but The Room is everyone's favorite bad movie. It's not my favorite bad movie. Right, because yours is Birdemic, Shocking, How Terror. <laughs> it's a Birdemic. So good. <laughs> Awful. Soul Pals? We, still, we say that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my freshman year, I watched it with some people, and we all fell asleep. Oh, no. Were you watching the Thrift Tracks? No. You have to watch it with Rift Tracks. Because But then you're not watching the movie, you're just watching the guys. No, you're watching I believe me, I've seen enough. I've watched it once without the Rift Tracks. And I'd seen enough that I could remember the jokes, but such as seals. Anyway, we should get on so, to our recommendations. Yeah, um and you go first because I don't really have much. Okay. Um Oh, yeah. What? Uh, So, normally we'll give a recommendation for a book that's similar to this. Don't... Don't read a novelization of a film. They're for children. Yeah. So, don't. Yeah. Well, I think we talked before about, um, like, the Star Wars and Star Trek universes. Mm -hmm. And how that's a little bit different. Yeah, because those are, like... A, a sen- like fanfic, but like real writers, like a, so it's good. They're like official fanfic. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's different than a novelization. Um. So the you said that you enjoyed the X Files. Mm-hmm. Well, I was also like ten, so. Yeah. Probably more like twelve, but I was also obsessed with the X Files. I have a Mulder and Scully Ken and Barbie. I do remember this. I still, I, play with I still it. have it. And yeah. I had some pretty sweet action figures, including a, um, what do you call what you put, like, dead people on to wheel them around in? Um, gurney? Yeah, a gurney with a dead alien on it for an alien autopsy. Oh, that must be what I was playing with. Yeah, of- no, the, the Ken and Barbie didn't come out of their package. Right. And that little alien for the alien autopsy was on a shelf next to my bed <laughs> where I slept. I was a weird kid. Everyone was a weird kid. No, real weird. Okay, so uh, a book that I read this past month that I liked was called Borderline, and I don't have it anymore, so I don't remember the author's name. I'll Google it for you. Or you could just put it in the show notes. Um, It is urban fantasy, and it's... It's about a young woman. She is an upcoming aspiring screenwriter, but after a romantic setback, she tries to commit suicide by jumping off of a building. Um, She fails, and what happens is her legs are um, extensively damaged and have to be amputated, one above the knee and one below the knee. And at the same time, she's also diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, which is a disorder that I wasn't that familiar with before reading the book. It's really... um, interesting and debilitating for people who have it, mostly women. Um, And so she goes and lives in like a halfway home kind of thing and is recruited by a mysterious shadowy organization called the Arcadia Project that monitors uh, sort of supernatural beings in L.A. And she's charged with tracking down this famous actor who's actually a fae prince. And it's a web of secrets and mystery and um, 
what really I think elevates it above your normal urban fantasy book is the main character, uh, Millie. She's really interesting and the way she deals with her um, mental health issues and her health issues with being a double amputee is really interesting. And um, I've never read a book quite like it before. So I liked it a lot. It's the first one in the series and I'm looking forward to the next one. It sounds really interesting. It's good. Well, as for me, so finals week just ended and that was a shit show. Um, I did fine. Thanks for asking. Mm, I figured. And so as a result, I didn't really read anything non-academic. So I'm going to read a borderline academic book. Uh, borderline non-academic book. It's nonfiction. It's called The Reindeer People by Piers Vitebsky. It's really cool. It's about this um, British anthropologist who goes to live with uh, a bunch of reindeer herders. Like Laplanders? No, not like Laplanders. Laplandering, Laplander uh, reindeer herding is very different from Siberian reindeer herding. Okay. Um, because in Siberia, because the Soviet Union collectivized reindeer herding, even though that's not really the way reindeer herding, it's not, it's not a good way to do it. It's already somewhat collectivized as is, and so, anyway, whatever. Boring. Um, yeah, it was. Go on. So, he lives amongst them, and... You know, like, he tries to document the way that they live their lives uh, in this weird post. It is written after the fall of the Soviet Union, like, right right after it. So, like, everyone's kind of, like, in limbo as to whether these collective farms are going to keep going and what's going to happen with the privatization and, like, these people trying to live their traditional lives. And it's really interesting. It's really well-written, well written, and I highly recommend it. Also, reindeers are cute. They are cute. But- and reindeer don't care if you're smelly. No, they don't. Or the rest of that song. I don't remember. I, don't. The only I watched Frozen like once. The only song anybody knows is Let It Go. Well, yeah. I also kind of know the lyrics to the other one. There's um, so many. Do you want to build a snowman? Well, yeah, because it's, do you want to build a snowman and get sued by Disney? <laughs> I am going to say, Kristen Bell does not get enough credit for her voice work in that movie. Everyone talks about Idina Menzel, who was wonderful, but, like, the movie's mostly about, like, well, carried by, I would say, Kristen Bell's character. Anyway, we're not going to talk about Frozen, because nobody cares. Um, Aaron wouldn't go to the Frozen sing-along at Disney. Well, it's because Aaron's lame. He refused. <laughs> He was so mean. He's like, I don't want to listen to a bunch of screechy seven-year-olds. He is right about that, though. But they wear costumes. It's on stage. It looked really cute. It's okay. We slept in that day when we went to Hollywood Studios, so I guess that was probably worth sleeping in. Nice. Then going to the listen to screechy seven-year-olds sing Let It Go, which I heard enough of at Disney. Yeah. (laughs) It was pretty much everywhere. I bet. All right, so um, no shout-outs today. Uh, Can I give a shout-out to my cat? Go for it. She's been laying on my chest the whole time we've been recording. It's like we've had another co-host. Hallie. I'm going to leave in her her meows, by the way. Oh, well, she... Here, meow. Meow. No, she won't do it. She already did it earlier. It was very cute. 
It was, because she's a cute little kitty. She hasn't pooped in her bed in a long time, so I'm not mad at her. Good job, Allie. <gasps> she can't hear you. I have headphones on. I know. <laughs> I want a cat so bad. I'm sorry. It helps that my girlfriend has two cats. Go pet them. I do. Um, anyway, so we have a Twitter. Follow us if you want to, or don't, whatever. And leave nice reviews, please, nice reviews. Have we gotten any mean reviews? No, we have, I don't think we've gotten any reviews because I'm really shitty at checking. Because okay. um, honestly, like, I love our listeners, like all of you guys, but... I mean, come on. Who cares if anybody's listening? Nobody's listening. We do this mostly to hear ourselves talk. Yeah. And you just get a little insight into our weird little universe. Mm-hmm. Lucky you. You're welcome. Wait till we set up a Patreon account so you can pay to listen to this. <laughs> Don't you want to pay for this quality content? Oh, man. See, this is why we need to get picked up by, like, uh, Radiotopia or... Um, Max Fun. Or Max Fun. I think we fit in really well at those places. Don't you, Garrett? I think that we fit in super well with the Insert Podcast Collective family. I can definitely show Casper Mattresses or Nature Box, Blue Apron, whatever. I don't Square care. Squarespace, who, who, like, exists only <laughs> to, like... Help podcasts exist, I guess. That's their, that's their real mission. It's not to build, actually, no, like every website for every restaurant or whatever you go to is, you can tell it was built on Squarespace. Do they build it beautiful? They build it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything. Squarespace is a good and honorable company and I hope they yeah. give us money one day. Um, well, what if we just keep saying, what idea? What if we start shit-talking these companies and they pay us to stop shit-talking them? I don't think that'll work. I think they'll just sue us for libel. Yeah, Nike, you fucking shitheads. <laughs> what about stamps.com? You don't even have to go to the post office. They sent you a free scale. <laughs> we listen to too many podcasts. Oh, my God. So what? Okay, we can't advertise for free either. So that was just a taste advertisers of what could hit us, what could be yours hit us up at badbookspodcast at gmail.com if you have questions or want to talk about want us to talk about a book and we'll probably we'll read your email and laugh at it well, that's mean we would read it yeah. and take it in consideration especially if you use money yeah. I'm, not, oh, hell yeah I'm not a journalist so I have no journalistic integrity oh yeah well, it's about ethics in, in journalism. Come on. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> uh, okay. Do we know what we're reading next month? We can tease the listeners. Um, I'll pull up the Google Doc. Because I don't remember. I don't remember either. Uh, are we reading Nick, Nick Sparks? I don't know that I can. So we're going to... Well, isn't the one after that a kid's book? So maybe we should read Nicholas Sparks' books so we actually have enough to talk about. Because we've done two kids' books in a row. Yeah. And, like, there's just not enough to talk about with those. Well, okay, so we were supposed to read, because of the schedule slip, because school's hard, um, we were supposed to read Tonton in the Congo oh, no. for, uh, for May. You mean Tintin? 
Tonton? We're not French. Everyone's oh, French. Tonton, well, <laughs> Tintin's Belgian anyway. Whatever. They speak French, don't they? Uh, some of them do. Some Belgianese? Dutch. Do they just speak French fry? They speak waffle. Mmm. Waffleonia, such a beautiful country. Waffleonia is a waffle restaurant here in Pittsburgh. Shout out to Waffleonia. It's hella good. Yeah, it is. Um, do you want to read Tonton in the in the in Congo for June? No. Uh, we have bad celebrity autobiography. Oh no. No. That, that might be a quicker read than a Nicholas Sparks book. So let's, I think it would be. Let's do that. Okay. Oh, wait, hang on. You sent me a text message, and I didn't put it in the Google Doc, because I'm sh- we're not super professional. You're going to edit this, right? No. <laughs> You're getting a sneak peek in our process, people, of going, I don't I know, did you check the Google Doc? Uh, shit, is that my girlfriend? Is she home? Okay. Anyway, um, whatever. It's probably going to be Tonton, or a Slubber Guyog. Read a book. But not this one. 